episode 31, DAOs. In recent years, a transformative innovation has silently been reshaping the contours of organisational governance, collaboration and collective decision making. The Decentralised Autonomous Organisation, popularly known as DAO. To grasp the essence and significance of DAOs, one must first peel back the layers of traditional organisational structures and reimagine a world where automation consensus and decentralisation coalesce. Historically, organisations, whether corporations, non-profits or governmental bodies, have operated in hierarchical structures. These structures often involve a centralised decision-making authority, be it a CEO, board of directors or elected representatives. Information flow in such entities is often top-down and decisions, once made, trickle down to be executed by various operational arms. While this model has proved effective for centuries, it also presents challenges. Bureaucracy, potential for misuse of power, lack of transparency, and often a disconnect between decision makers and stakeholders. Enter DAOs. These entities turn the traditional model on its head. At its core, a DAO is an organisation that operates based on preset rules and decentralised ethos. For now, DAOs are just an organisational theory about how to move away from centralised decision-making. In future, these rules may be encoded in smart contracts on a blockchain. It's autonomous because once these rules are set in motion, human intervention is minimal. It's decentralised because there's no central authority. Decisions are typically made collectively by members or stakeholders. In this episode, we'll mostly be talking about organisational structures, but also the promise of voting using blockchain technology. DAOs, by design, aim to distribute decision-making power. In many DAOs, every stakeholder or token holder has a voice, proportional to their stake or defined criteria. This means that instead of a few individuals making decisions for the many, the many collaboratively steer the direction of the organisation. Automation via smart contracts means many processes that required intermediaries or lengthy validation in traditional models can be executed swiftly. Whether it's the allocation of funds, approval of proposals or distribution of rewards, DAOs can automate these with a level of efficiency that's hard to match in conventional structures. When the term Bitcoin standard is evoked, it's easy to restrict one's thinking to the financial realm, reminiscent of the gold standard era. However, its implications extend far beyond finance. At its core, the Bitcoin standard encapsulates a philosophy of decentralization, security and trust in cryptographic proofs over central entities. 
By exploring the intricacies of this standard, one can glean insights into its potential to reshape the landscape of decentralized organizations. At the heart of the Bitcoin standard lies a set of principles that resonate deeply within the decentralized ethos. Bitcoin operates on a peer-to-peer -peer network, ensuring no central entity has control, paving the way for true democratic consensus. Once a transaction is recorded on the blockchain, it's near impossible to alter, ensuring trust in the system. All transactions are publicly recorded, providing unparalleled levels of transparency. Bitcoin empowers individuals, allowing them control over their assets without relying on intermediaries. With these principles in mind, one can start to envision the profound implications for decentralized organizations. Organizations operating on a Bitcoin standard can function without inherent trust between parties. Trust is placed in the system, the cryptographic proofs and the consensus mechanism, removing the need for intermediaries or arbiters. Just as Bitcoin has created a borderless financial system, Organisations under this standard can achieve seamless global operations and collaborations, unimpeded by traditional geopolitical boundaries. The security model of Bitcoin, bolstered by its decentralised nature and proof-of-work consensus, offers decentralised organisations a robust foundation resistant to both external attacks and internal collapses. With Bitcoin as a potential treasury reserve or transaction medium, organisations can implement novel economic models, driving participation and aligning incentives across stakeholders. In a world where centralised systems are increasingly prone to failures, breaches and restrictions, operating on a Bitcoin standard provides organisations with a hedge, ensuring continuity and independence. Decentralized autonomous organizations have become synonymous with the realm of Ethereum, primarily because of its smart contract capabilities which birthed this governance model in a tokenized version. However, as the digital world pivots, contemplating a Bitcoin standard, the implications for DAOs in this new context are profound. Before the emergence of Ethereum and the popularization of the term Decentralized Autonomous Organization, DAO, the concept of decentralized governance and autonomous operations existed in various forms and practices. These early instances, although not blockchain-based, laid the groundwork for the principles that underpin modern DAOs. Here's a look at some historical organizational structures that reflect the essence of a DAO. Cooperatives, often formed in the agricultural, retail and banking sectors, can be seen as early examples of DAO-like structures. They are organisations owned and operated by a group of individuals for their mutual benefit. Decision-making in cooperatives is typically democratic with each member having a say in how the organisation is run, 
resonating with the DAO principle of distributed governance. Dating back to the 18th and 19th centuries, mutual aid societies were formed to provide insurance and other benefits to members. These societies were self-organised and self-governed by their members, often in response to the inadequacy of state or private insurance. This autonomous and collective approach to managing resources and decision-making is akin to the ethos of DAOs. Open source software projects represent a decentralised approach to development, where anyone can contribute to the software's development and decision-making is often community-driven. Examples include the Linux Foundation and the Apache Software Foundation. The decentralised and collaborative nature of these communities, along with their reliance on consensus for key decisions, closely mirrors the operational structure of DAOs. Medieval guilds, particularly in European towns, were associations of artisans or merchants who controlled the practice of their craft in a particular area. Guilds were self-regulated and operated autonomously, with rules and regulations made by members. The governance of these guilds was participatory and often democratic. Worker-owned collectives, especially prevalent during the industrial and post-industrial periods, are businesses owned and managed by their employees. Decisions are made collectively and profits are distributed among the worker owners. This model of collective decision-making is a precursor to modern DAOs. Certain anarchist and libertarian socialist groups have practiced decentralised and autonomous organising, rejecting hierarchical systems in favour of a model where decisions are made collectively by the group. This approach values autonomy, decentralisation and direct participation, principles central to DAOs. The concept of a DAO, as it is understood today, is a technologically advanced manifestation of an age-old human desire for decentralised governance and collective decision-making. These historical examples show that while the technology enabling modern DAOs is new, the foundational principles of distributed governance, autonomy and collective decision-making have deep historical roots. At its heart, the essence of Bitcoin and DAOs resonate on the same frequency. They're both champions of a decentralised world, free from intermediaries and centralised gatekeepers. Ethereum might have given DAOs the tools for smart contracts, but it's Bitcoin that offers the soul. An unyielding commitment to decentralisation, trustlessness and true global inclusivity. Now, consider the fortress of security that Bitcoin provides. Its enduring proof-of-work consensus, honed over a decade, is unparalleled in its robustness. DAOs venturing into this bastion would not just be adopting a currency, they'd be enveloping themselves in an armour of resilience. In a digital world rife with vulnerabilities, can DAOs afford to be anywhere else? 
But it's not just about security, it's also about economic prudence. Bitcoin's deflationary, or is that disinflationary, character with its iconic capped supply is an oasis of stability in the wild desert of volatility. By anchoring themselves to the Bitcoin standard DAOs and not just ensuring stability, they're making a bold statement of economic wisdom. Recent technological evolutions within the Bitcoin ecosystem further sweeten the pot. With burgeoning developments like Lightning, Liquid, Taproot and BitVM, the smart contract capabilities that once seemed exclusive to Ethereum are now very much within Bitcoin's realm. The possibilities are electrifying. By embracing the Bitcoin standard, DAOs aren't just adopting a currency or a technology, they're choosing a philosophy, a vision of a decentralized world where power truly belongs to the people. It's a clarion call to every stakeholder, signaling their commitment to durability, trust and global collaboration. In this pivotal juncture of our digital evolution, DAOs have a choice. They can continue in familiar terrains or take a bold step towards a future that promises unparalleled security, unmatched stability and unprecedented global appeal. The Bitcoin standard beckons and for DAOs it might just be the dawn of a glorious new era. At its core, DAOs emphasise decentralised decision-making, which can be mirrored in Bitcoin's multi-signature, multi-sig transactions. Multi-sig requires multiple private keys to authorise a Bitcoin transaction, analogous to a DAO's requirement for multiple votes to ratify decisions. This feature can serve as the rudimentary building block for creating governance structures where collective approval is vital. Bitcoin's protocol supports N-lock time, allowing transactions to be time-locked until a specified future date or block height. This can be particularly valuable for DAOs to implement mechanisms like vesting periods for rewards or delayed execution of decisions, ensuring stakeholders have ample time to intervene or review proposed actions. Bitcoin's blockchain is renowned for its immutability and transparency, traits invaluable for DAO operations. Every transaction, once confirmed, is set in stone and is publicly verifiable. DAOs can harness this feature to ensure transparent governance, financial integrity and indisputable record keeping fostering trust among members. P2SH is a type of transaction that allows the sender to commit funds to a specific script without knowing the details of it. For DAOs, this can be leveraged to create flexible and complex spending conditions, mirroring the intricate governance requirements or conditional logic often associated with decentralised organisations. Bitcoin's decentralised and censorship-resistant nature is its piece de resistance. DAOs aiming for true decentralisation can greatly benefit from this foundational attribute of Bitcoin, ensuring their operations remain unfettered 
and free from external influence or control. While Bitcoin wasn't originally designed with DAO mechanisms in mind, its inherent features and the ongoing innovations around its ecosystem make a compelling case for its potential as a DAO platform. As the lines between finance and governance blur in the decentralized world, a synergy between Bitcoin and DAOs might just be the next chapter in the saga of blockchain evolution. Traditional corporate hierarchies have often been analogized to pyramids. Centralized top-down with decision-making power firmly concentrated at the apex. This structure, while proven, has its pitfalls, opacity in decision-making, potential for misuse of power, and sometimes a sheer disconnect between leadership and stakeholders. The future, therefore, is both the implementation of DAOs on the blockchain in various form, but also governance software designed to facilitate and streamline decision-making processes within decentralized organizations. These software solutions would offer tools for voting, consensus building, and automating the execution of decisions through smart contracts, if possible. They would aim to enhance transparency, efficiency, and participation in the governance process, allowing for a more organized and effective management of the DAO's operations. These platforms often incorporate features like proposal submission systems, discussion forums, and integrated voting mechanisms, ensuring that every member's voice can be heard and accounted for in a structured, secure, digital environment. Governance software for DAOs would work by integrating various tools for efficient, transparent decision-making. It typically includes voting mechanisms. Members can vote on proposals with the system recording and tallying votes. Voting rights and methods can vary depending on the DAO's rules. Proposal management. Members can submit proposals for consideration, which are then discussed and voted upon. The software facilitates this process, providing a platform for submission, discussion and amendment. Smart contract integration. Once a decision is made, smart contracts automatically execute the agreed upon actions. These contracts are coded agreements that enforce the outcomes of votes ensuring adherence to the collective decision. Transparency and record keeping. All activities from proposal submission to final decision are recorded and made transparent to all members, fostering trust and accountability. This software allows DAOs to operate efficiently, ensuring that every member's voice can contribute to the organization's direction. Picture a corporation where decision-making isn't the privilege of a few, but the right of many, where every stakeholder, regardless of their hierarchical position, has a voice that matters, where actions and decisions aren't shrouded in boardroom curtains, but are transparently etched on an immutable blockchain for all to see. This decentralization has profound implications. 
No longer are decisions made behind closed doors. In a DAO, every token holder can potentially have a say. In a DAO, every token holder can potentially have a say, ensuring that decisions align more closely with the collective will. With every decision, financial transaction and change transparently recorded on the blockchain, corporate misdemeanors could become relics of the past. The very nature of this system holds entities accountable to their stakeholders like never before. Traditional corporations can be bogged down by bureaucratic processes. DAOs, powered by smart contracts, can automate many operational facets, leading to swifter decision-making and execution. Centralised entities are vulnerable. Leadership changes, hostile takeovers or even internal rifts can disrupt operations. DAOs, decentralised and governed by consensus, offer a level of resilience and continuity that traditional models might find challenging to match. Freed from geographical confines, DAOs can truly be global entities. A stakeholder in Tokyo can seamlessly collaborate with another in New York, driving innovations and decisions in real time. However, this brave new world isn't without challenges. The very decentralization that empowers DAOs can also lead to decision-making paralysis if consensus mechanisms aren't efficient. Decision-making can be complex as it's distributed among stakeholders. The responsibility for these decisions is collective, resting with all participants who have voting rights. However, this decentralized approach can sometimes raise questions about accountability particularly when decisions lead to negative outcomes. Addressing this issue requires clear governance protocols and possibly integrating traditional management roles to oversee operations. In a DAO, decision-making should be structured to balance efficiency with broad stakeholder involvement. This could mean dividing decisions into categories based on their impact and complexity. For instance, strategic high-impact decisions might require a wider consensus, possibly with weighted voting based on stake or expertise, while operational decisions could be made by smaller, specialised teams. Responsibility should be shared with clear records of who participated in each decision. This transparency ensures accountability and helps in tracing the impact of decisions. In a DAO, a system could be implemented where decision makers receive benefits or promotions based on their track record of making or supporting successful decisions. This approach will encourage active and thoughtful participation in governance processes. Members who consistently make or vote for decisions that positively impact the organisation could be rewarded with increased voting power, a larger share of profits or elevated status within the DAO. This merit-based system aims to incentivize wise decision-making, align individual rewards with organisational success and cultivate a culture of effective and responsible governance. 
Yet, the potential of DAOs to redefine corporate governance is undeniable. They offer a vision of a future where power isn't hoarded but shared, where corporations aren't faceless entities but vibrant decentralised communities, and where governance is not about control but about collaboration. What follows is a thought experiment written by ChatGPT about what a successful DAO may look like. Quote, Brewing a decentralised revolution, Sheffield's coffee chain embraces DAO. In the bustling city of Sheffield, a popular chain of coffee shops, Brew Haven, has become a subject of keen business analysis and admiration. Five years ago, Brew Haven made an unconventional pivot, transitioning from a traditional corporate structure to a decentralised autonomous organisation, DAO. This shift has not only brewed success in terms of profitability, but has also redefined the dynamics of employee engagement and customer satisfaction. In an era where corporate innovation often treads the fine line between gimmickry and genuine progress, Brewhaven's journey stands out. The company, known for its cosy coffee shops dotting Sheffield, took the bold step of reorganising its business model around a DAO. This move was not merely about adopting new technology, it was a fundamental rethinking of how a corporate entity could operate. The idea was simple yet radical. Every employee, from baristas to managerial staff, was given a stake in the decision-making process. Proposals from new coffee flavours to operational changes were put to vote. Each stakeholder had a say, ensuring decisions reflected the collective wisdom of the entire chain. This democratic approach extended to customers as well. Through an innovative token system, regular patrons could vote on certain decisions, like seasonal specials or community events. This level of customer involvement was unprecedented in the hospitality industry. Financially, the results have been nothing short of impressive. Brewhaven has seen a consistent increase in profits year over year since the DAO model was implemented. The reasons are manifold. Firstly, employee motivation soared. Being part of the decision-making process led to a more engaged workforce, reducing turnover rates and increasing productivity. Secondly, customer loyalty reached new heights. The token voting system created a sense of ownership among patrons, turning casual coffee drinkers into brand ambassadors. This has been particularly effective in an age where consumers value transparency and inclusivity. The road to DAO was strewn with challenges. The initial transition required a massive cultural shift, both internally and in how the market perceived Brewhaven. Skeptics doubted the viability of a decentralised model in a service-focused industry. To counter these challenges, Brewhaven invested heavily in education and training. It also set up a robust technological infrastructure to ensure the voting processes were seamless and secure. Today, Brewhaven is more than a coffee shop 
blockchain. It's a case study in innovative corporate governance. Its success has sparked interest across sectors, challenging traditional notions of corporate hierarchy. As we look to the future, Brewhaven's experiment with DAO presents valuable lessons. It illustrates that decentralization can lead to a more engaged workforce, a loyal customer base, and ultimately increased profitability. It's a potent reminder that sometimes the most unconventional path can lead to the sweetest success. In conclusion, Brewhaven's success story is a testament to the potential of DAOs in reshaping business models. By entrusting employees and customers with a voice in governance, this Sheffield coffee chain has not just brewed success, it has stirred the corporate world to rethink traditional structures. Close quotes. Traditional organisations often operate on hierarchical models, where decision-making is centralised, often resting with a select few. In contrast, DAOs operate on consensus mechanisms, where decisions are made by stakeholders based on predefined protocols. This means that power and influence are distributed among participants, fostering a more democratic decision-making process. For businesses, this could redefine corporate governance, making organisations more accountable to their stakeholders. For societal and community-based projects, this can lead to a more inclusive and representative governance model, where every voice has an equitable chance to be heard. In a world where corporate misdemeanours and lack of accountability have often led to significant crises, DAOs provide a blueprint for a system where actions are open for scrutiny. Such transparency can reduce corruption, foster trust and ensure that entities, whether corporate or governmental, remain accountable to their constituents. While decentralisation and democratisation are commendable ideals, they bring their own set of challenges. Reaching consensuses in a large, diverse group can be time-consuming and sometimes even unfeasible. There's also the risk of the tyranny of the majority, where the majority's decision might overlook or even oppress minority views. Furthermore, without a centralised authority, disputes might become harder to resolve, and the organisation could face paralysis in decision-making during contentious issues. The current legal framework in many jurisdictions is not equipped to handle DAOs. For instance, without a centralised entity or representative who is accountable in case of legal disputes, how do traditional contract laws apply to smart contracts used by DAOs? These questions underscore the need for legal and regulatory evolution to accommodate the unique challenges and nuances presented by DAOs. With DAOs automating many decision-making processes through smart contracts, traditional roles within an organisation might become obsolete. On the flip side, new roles like smart contract developers, DAO proposal curators and more might emerge. This will necessitate a shift in skill sets and an evolution in how we perceive organisational structures and job roles.
DAOs represent a bold step towards a future where governance is decentralised, transparent and community-driven. However, like any revolutionary idea, they come with their own set of challenges and uncertainties. As DAOs become more mainstream, a holistic understanding of their implications, both positive and negative, is essential. They compel us to rethink governance, challenge established norms and strive for a system that's more inclusive and accountable. The road ahead might be fraught with challenges, but the promise of a more equitable governance system makes the journey worth undertaking. The decentralised nature of DAOs, coupled with the borderless nature of Bitcoin, raises intricate jurisdictional questions. Without a centralised office or specific geographical location, determining the jurisdiction for a Bitcoin-based DAO can be challenging. Is it where the majority of members reside, where its operations have the most significant impact, or somewhere else entirely? Countries might categorise and treat Bitcoin-based DAOs differently. While one nation might consider it a financial entity, another might see it as a tech firm or even a non-profit organisation. This discrepancy can lead to DAOs facing a patchwork of regulatory landscapes. In case of disputes involving DAO members from multiple countries, determining the appropriate legal jurisdiction and applicable laws can be a complex task. Given their decentralised and autonomous nature, DAOs challenge traditional legal norms. Can a DAO be considered a legal entity, similar to corporations, partnerships or trusts? If so, how does one ensure it adheres to the duties and responsibilities that come with such recognition? DAOs will often come to rely on smart contracts, self-executing contracts with the agreement directly written into code. The legal status of these contracts in various jurisdictions remains ambiguous. While they ensure automation and trust within the DAO, they might not always align with established contract law principles. In the absence of a centralised authority or representative holding a DAO accountable in case of malfeasance or contractual breaches becomes challenging. Determining responsibility, especially within a decentralised and pseudonymous framework like Bitcoin, is a significant legal hurdle. Countries could come together to draft international treaties or conventions specific to DAOs. These could set baseline standards for recognition, operation and dispute resolution. Nations could implement regulatory sandboxes, controlled environments where DAOs can operate under relaxed regulations. These can serve as testing grounds, allowing regulators to understand DAOs better and draft informed regulations, creating international forums where policymakers, tech experts, DAO representatives and legal scholars convene can facilitate dialogue, knowledge exchange and collaborative regulation drafting. The emergence of Bitcoin-based DAOs underscores the dynamic interplay between technological innovation and legal frameworks. While these organisations offer a glimpse into a future of decentralised and autonomous governance, 
They also present a host of legal challenges. Addressing these will require a concerted effort from the international community, a willingness to adapt and a vision to harmonise regulations while preserving the underlying principles that make DAOs revolutionary. In the context of organisational structures and decentralised autonomous organisations, DAOs, polycentrism offers a crucial framework for understanding how decentralised systems can function effectively. Polycentrism, which involves multiple centres of decision-making and authority within an organisation, aligns closely with the principles of DAOs, emphasising distributed governance and collaborative decision-making. Polycentrism. In the context of organisational structures, and Decentralised Autonomous Organisations DAOs, polycentrism offers a crucial framework for understanding how decentralised systems can function effectively. Polycentrism, which involves multiple centres of decision-making and authority within an organisation, aligns closely with the principles of DAOs, emphasising distributed governance and collaborative decision-making. 1. Decentralised Decision-Making In polycentric organisations, decision-making power is not confined to a central authority, but is distributed across various nodes or units. This structure is particularly evident in multinational corporations, where different regions or departments may have the autonomy to make decisions that best suit their local markets or specialties. By decentralising authority, organisations can be more responsive to local or specific needs, allowing for tailored solutions rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. 2. Innovation and Adaptability Polycentric structures foster a culture of experimentation and innovation as different units have the freedom to try new approaches. This can lead to more creative solutions and advancements. Organisations with polycentric structures can adapt more swiftly to changes in the market, technology or consumer preferences, as the decision-making process is more agile and less bogged down by hierarchical constraints. 3. Risk Management Polycentric organisations distribute risk across multiple nodes. If one unit faces a challenge or failure, the entire organisation is not necessarily jeopardised. The distributed nature of authority and responsibility in polycentric organisations provides a greater buffer against crises. As problems can be managed locally without overwhelming the entire system. Conclusion Polycentricism as a principle in organisational structures and DAOs represents a shift from traditional hierarchical models to more distributed, autonomous and flexible forms of governance. This approach aligns with contemporary trends towards decentralisation, fostering innovation, adaptability and resilience. However, effectively managing coordination and maintaining alignment with overarching goals remains a critical challenge for organisations adopting a polycentric model. 
in the evolving landscape of organizational design. Polycentrism in DAOs stands as a pioneering approach, reshaping how collective action and decision-making are perceived and executed. Plato's governance models in a corporate setting. Applying Plato's governance models to decentralized organizations in a corporate context requires an exploration of how these ancient concepts can inform modern organizational structures, particularly those seeking a more equitable and efficient model of operation. Let's examine each of Plato's models, aristocracy, timocracy, oligarchy, democracy, tyranny, and Plato's favorite, the philosopher king, and how they might manifest in the realm of decentralized corporate organizations. 1. Aristocracy, the meritocratic ideal. In Plato's vision, an aristocracy is governed by the wisest and most virtuous. Translated into a corporate setting, this would equate to a meritocracy where leaders are chosen based on their skills, knowledge and ethical conduct. In a decentralized organization, this could be reflected in systems where decision-making power is granted based on demonstrated expertise and contributions to the organization, rather than traditional hierarchical positions. In the context of corporate governance, the concept of an aristocracy, traditionally understood as governance by the best or the most qualified, raises intriguing possibilities and challenges. Unlike its historical counterpart, characterised by hereditary privilege, a corporate aristocracy emphasises merit and expertise in leadership roles. This model, when applied to the modern corporate environment, presents a unique set of advantages and disadvantages. The most significant advantage of an aristocratic model in a corporate setting is its emphasis on merit and expertise. Leadership positions are filled based on qualifications, experience and demonstrated skill, ensuring that the most capable individuals guide the organisation. Leaders selected for their expertise are likely to make more informed and strategic decisions. This can lead to more effective management and better long-term planning, as decisions are based on knowledge and experience rather than nepotism or populism. Aristocratic systems often promote stability and continuity in governance. Leaders in such systems are usually seasoned veterans with deep understanding and commitment to the company, which can be beneficial for long-term growth and stability. An aristocratic approach can set high standards for the organisation. The pursuit of excellence and the best in leadership can cascade down through the ranks, fostering a culture of high performance and continuous improvement. One of the primary risks of an aristocratic system is the development of an elitist culture. Leaders might become disconnected from the experiences and needs of regular employees, leading to decisions that are out of touch with ground realities. While expertise is crucial, 
and overemphasis on a certain type of expertise can lead to a homogeneity of thought. This might stifle innovation and creativity as diverse perspectives, which are crucial for holistic decision-making, might be underrepresented. Aristocracies can become resistant to change, particularly if leaders become entrenched in their positions and ways of thinking. This resistance can hinder adaptability and responsiveness in a rapidly changing business environment. In a corporate aristocracy, there's a potential for power to become concentrated in the hands of a few. This concentration can lead to abuses of power and decision-making that favours the interests of the leaders over those of the company or its stakeholders. The notion of an aristocracy in a corporate setting centred around merit and expertise has distinct benefits, particularly in fostering competent leadership and strategic decision-making. However, the potential drawbacks, including risks of elitism, lack of diversity and resistance to change, must be carefully managed. The key lies in striking a balance leveraging the strengths of this model while ensuring mechanisms are in place to mitigate its weaknesses. This might involve incorporating elements of other governance models like democratic decision-making processes or checks and balances to ensure a more rounded and effective approach to corporate governance. 2. Timocracy – Valorising Contribution and Service Plato's timocracy values honour and military success. In a modern corporate environment, this could be likened to valuing employees based on their dedication, contributions and service to the company's goals. A decentralised organisation with a timocratic structure might reward employees who demonstrate commitment and achieve significant milestones perhaps through tokenised incentives or a more direct say in organisational decisions. The concept of timocracy, as envisioned in classical philosophy, emphasises honour, discipline and a merit-based approach to governance. In a corporate setting, timocracy can be interpreted as a system where leadership and influence are earned through achievement, dedication and service to the company's vision and goals. This model offers a unique blend of meritocracy and incentivised performance, but also comes with its own set of challenges. The cornerstone of a democratic system is its emphasis on performance and contribution. Employees who demonstrate high level of achievement and commitment are awarded with greater influence and leadership roles. This can foster a highly motivated and competitive workforce. Since advancements in a democratic system is closely tied to the company's goals and values, it naturally cultivates a workforce that is aligned with the organisation's objectives. This alignment can result in efficient execution and a strong, cohesive corporate culture. Timocracy in a corporate setting encourages long-term commitment and loyalty. Employees 
who seek clear rewards for their dedication and service are more likely to stay with the company, reducing turnover and fostering a sense of stability. Such a system incentivizes employees to develop leadership qualities, as authority and influence are tied to merit and achievement. There is a constant drive to improve and take on more responsibility. While healthy competition can be beneficial, an overemphasis on achievement and status can lead to a cutthroat environment. This may result in negative workplace dynamics, undue stress, and even unethical behaviours as employees vie for advancement. If not managed carefully, a focus on achievements and accolades might encourage a short-term approach to decision-making. Employees might prioritise immediate results over long-term strategies, potentially harming the company's future prospects. A democratic system may undervalue contributions that are not easily quantifiable, such as teamwork, mentorship or creative thinking. This could lead to a devaluation of roles and skills that are crucial for the holistic success of the organisation. There's a risk of developing rigid hierarchies based on achievements, which could create inequality and resentment within the workforce. Those in lower ranks might feel marginalised, leading to a decreased job satisfaction and productivity. Implementing a democratic structure in a corporate setting offers a framework that rewards achievement and dedication, aligning employees closely with the organisation's goals. However, to avoid the pitfalls of over-competitiveness, short-termism and inequality, it's important to balance this approach with elements that value teamwork, long-term planning and diverse contributions. Integrating aspects of more egalitarian models can create a more balanced, fair and sustainable corporate environment. 3. Oligarchy – The Risk of Centralised Power In an oligarchy, power is held by a wealthy few. In decentralised organisations, a similar risk arises when a small group of individuals or entities holds a significant amount of decision-making power, perhaps due to owning a majority of tokens or shares. This concentration of power can lead to decisions that favour a select few rather than the broader organisation, counteracting the principles of decentralisation. In the realm of corporate governance, an oligarchic structure is characterised by the concentration of power and decision-making authority in the hands of a few individuals or a specific group, typically based on wealth, influence or corporate hierarchy. While oligarchies are often criticised in political contexts, examining their dynamics in a corporate environment reveals both potential benefits and inherent risks. One of the primary advantages of an oligarchic structure is the efficiency in decision-making processes. With fewer individuals involved, decisions can be made quickly without the need for extensive deliberation or consensus building. Oligarchies can provide clear direction and control for a company. The concentration of power allows 
for a unified vision and strategy, which can be particularly effective in navigating complex business environments or during times of crisis. Oligarchic systems often result in stable leadership as power transitions are less frequent and generally contained within a select group. This can provide continuity in management and corporate strategy. In some cases, oligarchic structures form around a core group of highly experienced and skilled individuals. Their expertise can be invaluable in guiding the company's operations and strategic direction. A major drawback of oligarchy is the potential for groupthink, where the desire for harmony or conformity results in irrational or dysfunctional decision-making. With power concentrated in a small group, dissenting opinions may be discouraged, leading to suboptimal decisions. Oligarchies can suffer from a lack of transparency and accountability. Decisions may be made behind closed doors, without input from broader stakeholders, leading to mistrust and potential ethical issues. Concentrated power can lead to inequality within the organisation. Employees may feel their voices and contributions are undervalued, leading to low morale and reduced job satisfaction. Oligarchic structures can become resistant to change, especially if the ruling group becomes complacent or too attached to established ways of doing business. This can stifle innovation and adaptability in a fast-changing market. While an oligarchic model in a corporate setting can offer efficiency and strong leadership, its potential drawbacks necessitate careful consideration. The key challenge lies in mitigating the risks of groupthink, lack of transparency and inequality. In incorporating mechanisms for broader employee engagement and checks on leadership power can help balance the efficiency of oligarchy with the inclusivity and innovation of more democratic models. This hybrid approach can harness the strengths of oligarchy while safeguarding against its inherent weaknesses. Robert Michels, a German-Italian sociologist, formulated the iron law of oligarchy in the early 20th century. His theory posited that all forms of organisation, regardless of how democratic or autocratic they are at the start, inevitably evolve into oligarchies. The crux of this idea is that the bureaucratic nature of any large organisation necessitates a concentration of power in the hands of a few, making true democracy in large groups difficult to sustain. When juxtaposed with Plato's model of oligarchy and within the context of modern organisational structures, Michel's theory offers insightful perspectives. In Plato's governance models, an oligarchy represents rule by a few based on wealth or other forms of power. Michels' theory resonates with this, suggesting that such concentration of power is not just a possibility, but an inevitable outcome of organisational evolution. This happens as organisations grow, and the need for structured decision-making and leadership efficiency becomes paramount. While the idea of an oligarchy often carries negative connotations, especially in democratic societies, 
Understanding it in the context of Mikkels' theory can highlight potential organisational advantages. As organisations grow, the need for quick and decisive action often becomes critical. A smaller group of decision makers can expedite this process, reducing the time and resources spent in prolonged deliberations. Oligarchic structures can allow for a concentration of expertise. Leaders in these positions often have specialised knowledge and experience, which can be crucial in strategic decision-making and navigating complex business environments. Oligarchies can provide stability in governance. Consistent leadership can ensure steady organisational direction, which is beneficial for long-term planning and strategy. In modern corporations, the concept of oligarchy can be balanced with democratic elements. For example, while strategic decisions may be made by a few, broader employee input can be sought for operational or policy decisions, creating a hybrid model that leverages the strengths of both systems. Ensuring transparency and accountability to prevent abuses, maintaining open channels of communication and feedback for example, while strategic decisions may be made by a few, broader employee input can be sought for operational or policy decisions, creating a hybrid model that leverages the strengths of both systems. Ensuring transparency and accountability to prevent abuses of power, maintaining open channels of communication and feedback with the broader employee base, creating mechanisms for leadership rotation or review to prevent stagnation. While Mikkels' iron law of oligarchy suggests an inevitable drift towards oligarchic structures in organisations, viewing this through the lens of organisational efficiency and expertise provides a different perspective. In the context of Plato's model, it highlights the importance of balancing the efficiency and expertise of oligarchic leadership with the inclusiveness and diversity of democratic systems. This understanding can guide modern corporations in structuring their governance in a way that harnesses the benefits of oligarchy while mitigating its drawbacks, creating a more dynamic, responsive and responsible organisational model. 4. Democracy – Collective Decision Making Plato's democracy Rule by the majority is closely aligned with the ideal of decentralised organisations. Such entities can adopt democratic principles by allowing all members, regardless of their position, to have a say in key decisions, possibly through voting mechanisms or consensus models. This approach ensures a wide range of perspectives are considered, fostering a more inclusive and diverse corporate environment. Adopting a democratic model in a corporate context involves distributing decision-making power among a broad base of stakeholders, including employees at all levels. This approach reflects the inclusivity, transparency and collective governance. While democracy is often championed as the most equitable form of governance, its application in a corporate setting brings both significant benefits and notable challenges. One of the primary strengths of a democratic corporate structure is its inclusiveness, 
Employees across the organisation have a voice in key decisions, leading to a more engaged and motivated workforce. Democratic decision-making inherently values diverse perspectives. This can lead to more creative and innovative solutions as ideas are pooled from a wider range of sources with different experiences and expertise. Democratic processes are typically more transparent with decisions and the rationale behind them openly communicated. This transparency can build trust within the organisation as employees feel their opinions are valued and considered. A democratic structure can be more adaptable and responsive to changes in the market or industry. With input from a broad base of stakeholders, the organisation can quickly identify and respond to emerging challenges and opportunities. One of the main criticisms of a democratic governance in a corporate setting is that decision-making can be slow. Achieving consensus or a majority vote can be a time-consuming process, potentially hindering agility and responsiveness. In seeking a broad consensus, there is a risk that decisions may become compromised or watered down. The need to accommodate a wide array of viewpoints can lead to less decisive action and potentially suboptimal outcomes. In a diverse group, conflicting interests are inevitable. Managing these conflicts and ensuring that the decision-making process remains fair and unbiased can be challenging. Involving employees in frequent decision-making can lead to decision fatigue. Not all employees may have the interest or capacity to participate effectively in governance, leading to apathy or disengagement. Implementing a democratic model in corporate governance offers a pathway to more inclusive, innovative and transparent organisation. However, it requires careful management to ensure that the decision-making process remains efficient and effective. Balancing the need for broad participation with the necessity for agile and decisive leadership is key. Additionally, fostering a culture that encourages active participation and respects diverse viewpoints is crucial to the success of a democratic corporate structure. 5. Tyranny, Centralisation and Autocracy the antithesis of a decentralised organisation is Plato's concept of tyranny, absolute power held by one individual. In a corporate setting, this would manifest as a centralised autocratic system where decisions are made unilaterally by a CEO or small leadership team. While such a structure can lead to efficient decision making, it can also suppress innovation, diversity of thought, and employee engagement. The notion of tyranny, drawn from classical political theory, denotes absolute power concentrated in the hands of a single ruler or a small group, often leading to oppressive or autocratic governance. In a corporate context, a tyrannical model can be characterised by centralisation of decision-making authority lack of transparency and minimal input or feedback from the broader workforce. While such a system might seem inherently negative, especially in contemporary democratic societies 
Understanding its dynamics is crucial for a comprehensive analysis of corporate governance models. The most evident advantage of a tyrannical corporate structure is the speed and efficiency of decision-making. With power concentrated in a few hands, decisions can be made quickly without the need for extensive deliberation or consensus. Tyrannical governance can provide clear direction and control over an organisation. Decisions are streamlined and the implementation of strategies can be swift and unambiguous. Such a model can offer stability as leadership changes are less frequent and the vision and strategy of the organisation remain consistent over time. Centralised decision-making can stifle innovation and creativity. Without the input of a diverse range of voices and perspectives, the organisation risks becoming stagnant and unresponsive to changing market demands. A tyrannical approach can lead to low employee morale and engagement. The lack of involvement in decision-making processes can make employees feel undervalued and disconnected from the company's goals and vision. Concentrating power in the hands of a few individuals increases the risk of poor decision-making. Decisions may be based on the biases and perspectives of a small group, potentially leading to strategies that are not in the best interest of the organisation as a whole. An autocratic environment can breed resistance and dissatisfaction among employees, leading to higher turnover rates. The loss of talent and institutional knowledge can be detrimental to the organisation's long-term success. Tyrannical corporate governance can raise ethical concerns, both internally and in the public eye. The lack of accountability and transparency can damage the organisation's reputation and lead to public relations challenges. While a tyrannical model in corporate governance might offer certain efficiencies in terms of decision-making and control, its significant drawbacks highlight the need for a more balanced and participatory governance structures. The challenges of low employee morale, innovation stifling and potential ethical issues underscore the importance of incorporating broader stakeholder engagement and checks and balances in corporate governance models. In modern business practices, favouring a model that values input from a diverse range of stakeholders and ensures accountability and transparency is generally seen as a more sustainable and ethical approach. 6. Philosopher King In Plato's ideal society, as described in The Republic, the philosopher king is the ideal ruler, someone who possesses both a love of wisdom as well as intelligence, reliability and a willingness to live a simple life. Such a ruler, Plato believed, would govern in a way that would bring about a just society. When this concept is applied to corporate governance, it translates into a leadership model where the leader is both a visionary thinker and a practical decision maker, driven by ethical considerations and the long-term welfare of the company and its stakeholders. The Philosopher King model emphasises ethical leadership. Decisions are not solely based on profit or market share, 
but what is just and right for all stakeholders. This ethical approach can foster trust and loyalty both within and outside the organisation. Just as a philosopher king is guided by wisdom and foresight, leaders in this model prioritise long-term success and sustainability over short-term gains. This approach can lead to more sustainable business practices and long-lasting growth. Leaders in this model are expected to have a deep understanding of the business, its environment and the broader social and economic context in which it operates. This holistic perspective enables more informed and comprehensive decision making. A philosopher king leader values knowledge and wisdom. This can encourage a corporate culture that emphasises continuous learning, innovation and intellectual development among employees. The biggest challenge is finding a leader who embodies the qualities of a philosopher king. Such leaders are rare, and while the gap between the ideal and reality can be significant. While being vision-driven and ethical is commendable, there is a risk that such leaders might become disconnected from the practical, day-to-day -day challenges of running a business. Similar to tyranny, the philosopher king model can lead to a concentration of power in one individual. Without proper checks and balances, this can lead to autocratic decision-making. The concept of a philosopher king could be misinterpreted or misused to justify autocratic behaviour under the guise of being visionary or wise. Incorporating the philosopher king model into corporate governance can bring a unique blend of ethical leadership, long-term vision and holistic decision-making. However, it is crucial to recognise the challenges inherent in finding and empowering such leaders. Balancing the concentration of power with accountability measures and ensuring the leader remains connected with the ground realities of the business are essential for the success of this model. In essence, while the Philosopher King model is an aspirational ideal, in practice it requires careful implementation and a supporting structure that encourages ethical and wise leadership while maintaining accountability and practical effectiveness. Overall, Plato's governance models offer valuable insights for decentralised organisations in a corporate setting. They highlight the importance of balancing meritocratic leadership, aristocracy, rewarding dedication and service, democracy, avoiding decentralisation of power, oligarchy, embracing collective decision-making, democracy, and preventing autocratic control, tyranny. By considering these models, decentralised organisations can strive towards structures that are not only efficient and innovative, but also equitable and inclusive reflecting the diverse needs and contributions of all their members. Here's a thought experiment by ChatGPT about how the perfect implementation of Plato's model would be seen in a corporate setting. Quote, Plato's pint. How a Sheffield pub chain brewed success with ancient wisdom. In the heart of Sheffield, a local pub chain, Aletheia Taverns, has become a surprising beacon 
of innovative corporate governance. By adopting Plato's model of governance, complete with a philosopher king at its helm, Aletheia Taverns has redefined what it means to blend ancient wisdom with modern business practices. In an age where corporate innovation often means the latest technological advancement, Aletheia Taverns has turned to something older for inspiration. The philosophical teachings of Plato. This unconventional approach has not only set the pub chain apart in Sheffield's competitive hospitality industry, but has also resulted in remarkable business success. Aletheia Taverns' journey began with a simple idea. What if a business was run on the principles of an ideal society as envisaged by Plato? This meant creating a structure that combined the virtues of different governance models, aristocracy, timocracy, oligarchy, democracy, and even a touch of tyranny under the guidance of a philosopher king. At the top of Aletheia's structure is its CEO, or the philosopher king, as employees affectionately refer to him. A former philosophy professor with a passion for ethical business practices, he brings a unique blend of wisdom, ethical leadership and practical business acumen. His approach is not authoritarian, but rather one that seeks to balance various interests for the greater good of the company and its stakeholders. Aristocracy of Merit Management positions within Aletheia are not based on seniority or nepotism, but on merit, expertise and ethical conduct, reflecting Plato's aristocracy. Timocratic Rewards Aletheia incentivizes its staff based on performance and contribution. Employees are rewarded for their dedication and achievements, fostering a culture of ambition and excellence. Democratic Inclusivity All staff members, from bartenders to managers, have a say in major decisions. This democratic approach is facilitated through regular meetings and an internal digital voting platform, ensuring every voice is heard. Oligarchic Efficiency while the decision-making process is inclusive, the final execution of strategies is concentrated within a small, agile leadership team. This balances the efficiency of an oligarchic system with the inclusivity of a democratic one. Guided Autonomy In line with the philosophic model, the CEO exercises a degree of autonomy in decision-making but always guided by ethical considerations and the welfare of both employees and customers. The results of this platonist approach are evident. Aletheia Taverns has seen a significant increase in customer loyalty, employee satisfaction and profitability. The chain has become known not just for its quality ale and vibrant atmosphere, but as a model of progressive corporate governance. Aletheia Taverns' experiment with Plato's governance models under the stewardship of a modern-day philosopher king is more than a business success story. It's a testament to the timelessness of Plato's ideas and their applicability, even in today's corporate world. By harmonising different governance models and prioritising ethical leadership, Aletheia has not just brewed success, it has stirred the pot of conventional corporate practices, 
offering a unique model others might well seek to replicate. Integrating the principles of the Prussian military into the context of decentralised autonomous organisations offers a unique perspective on organisational structure and efficiency. However, there are valuable lessons and insights to be gleaned from this juxtaposition. Rigid discipline and efficiency. The Prussian military was famed for its strict discipline and efficient operations. In a DAO, while the rigid hierarchy is absent, the ethos of discipline can be translated into the adherence to protocols. DAOs can benefit from this efficiency by ensuring that their operations are executed with precision and reliability, akin to the well-orchestrated manoeuvres of the Prussian army. Centralised command with decentralised execution. The Prussian concept of Aufgabenstatik mission command involved a balance of centralised planning and decentralised execution. This could be analogous to the foundational structure of a DAO, where the overarching goals and rules are taught, centralised planning, but the execution and decision making are distributed among members, decentralised execution. Adaptability and innovation. Prussian military history is marked by its ability to adapt and innovate, often driven by necessity. DAOs inherently embrace adaptability and continuous improvement. This principle can guide DAOs to evolve their governance models and operational strategies in response to changing environments and technological advancements. Training and professionalism. The Prussian military placed a strong emphasis on training and professionalism among its ranks. Transferred to a DAO context, this could imply a focus on educating, teaching, mentoring and training staff, thus ensuring a well-informed and competent community capable of making sound decisions. Meritocracy and promotion. Prussian military promotions were based on merit rather than aristocratic status, a concept that resonates with the democratic ethos of DAOs. This meritocratic approach can be mirrored in DAOs, where contributions and skills rather than seniority or status determine a member's influence and rewards. Resilience in adversity. The resilience of the Prussian military especially in times of adversity, provides a metaphor for DAOs to build robust and resilient systems. This involves creating mechanisms within the DAO structure to weather financial, regulatory or operational challenges. Camaraderie and shared purpose. One of the strengths of the Prussian military was the sense of camaraderie and shared purpose among its soldiers. DAOs can foster a similar sense of community and shared mission among their members, enhancing collaboration and collective decision-making. In the annals of military history, the Prussian army under Frederick the Great stands as a testament to strategic brilliance, disciplined organisation and innovative leadership. This section explores the Prussian military as an entity functioning 
akin to a decentralized autonomous organization, with Frederick the Great embodying the role of a philosopher king. Frederick the Great, the philosopher king at the helm. Frederick II, known as Frederick the Great, reigned over Prussia from 1740 to 1786. A ruler with a keen interest in the Enlightenment philosophy, he cultivated the image of a philosopher king, a ruler who governs not solely on the basis of divine right or hereditary claim, but through wisdom and rational principles. Under his reign, the Prussian military became an embodiment of Enlightenment ideals, efficiency, rationality and meritocracy. Decentralised command structure. Although Frederick was the ultimate authority, he empowered his officers to take initiative and to make decisions on the field. This decentralisation of command, reminiscent of mission-type tactics, allowed for greater flexibility and responsiveness key features of a DAO. Merit-based advancement. The Prussian military's promotion system was based on merit rather than nobility or seniority. This approach aligns with a DAO philosophy of valuing contribution and competence over status, fostering a more efficient and capable organisational structure. Standardised protocols and training. The Prussian army was known for its rigorous training and standardised protocols, ensuring that all soldiers operated under a unified set of guidelines. This standardisation can be likened to the coded rules in a DAO, guiding the actions and decisions of its members. Adaptability and innovation. Frederick encouraged innovation in tactics and weaponry, adapting to changing circumstances on the battlefield. This adaptability is a core aspect of DAOs, which must evolve their protocols and strategies to stay effective and relevant. Analyzing the Prussian military, particularly during the era of Frederick the Great, through the lens of Plato's five forms of governance, aristocracy, timocracy, oligarchy, democracy and tyranny, offers a multifaceted understanding of its structure, ethos, and operational dynamics. 1. Aristocracy. Plato's ideal form of government is an aristocracy, where the state is governed by philosopher kings, the wisest and most just individual. In the context of the Prussian military, philosopher king leadership, Frederick the Great, can be seen as a philosopher king, ruling not just through hereditary right, but also through wisdom and enlightenment principles. His leadership style emphasised rationality, strategic thinking and a commitment to the betterment of his state and army. The Prussian military's focus on discipline, efficiency and merit-based promotion reflects aristocratic values of excellence and virtue in governance. 2. Democracy Democracy is characterised by the rule of those who love honour and are selected based on merit and military prowess. Frederick's military reforms emphasised merit and competence over birthright, aligning with democratic principles. Officers were chosen for their military skills and honour rather than noble lineage. The culture within the Prussian military highly valued honour, courage and loyalty, traits esteemed in a democratic society. 3. Oligarchy 
In an oligarchy, power is held by a small group of people, often based on wealth or family ties. Despite meritocratic elements, the Prussian military still had strong oligarchic aspects, with the officer corps often dominated by the nobility. This created a power structure where a small elite group held significant influence. The financing of the military and the economic privileges of the officer class could also be seen as elements of an oligarchic system. 4. Democracy Plato's democracy is characterised by freedom and rule by the populace. The Prussian military under Frederick was not democratic in the traditional sense. Decision-making was top-down and the common soldiers had little say in the governance or strategic direction of the military. However, the sense of unity and collective identity among the soldiers, as well as the uniform application of military law and discipline, could be seen as democratic in ensuring equal treatment. 5. Tyranny Tyranny, the degradation of aristocracy, is marked by the rule of a leader who governs solely for personal gain and power. Frederick's absolute authority and centralised control over the military could be viewed as tyrannical. However, his enlightened approach and focus on state welfare differentiate his rule from the self-serving nature of tyranny. Unlike a tyrannical regime, Frederick's leadership was not marked by oppressive practices towards his soldiers. Instead, he sought to improve their welfare and capabilities. Polycentrism, the concept of polycentrism, which refers to the presence of multiple centres of power or authority within an organisation, played a significant role in the operational and strategic effectiveness of the Prussian military, especially under the leadership of Frederick the Great. This approach is crucial in understanding the military structure, its tactical innovations and overall success on the battlefield. 1. Decentralised Command Structure The Prussian military, particularly during the Napoleonic Wars and afterwards, pioneered the concept of Aufreichstatik. This approach allowed lower-level officers considerable autonomy to make decisions in the field. They were given the mission's intent rather than specific orders, empowering them to adapt to changing circumstances. This polycentric approach meant that decision-making was not strictly top-down. Junior officers were trained to think independently and make strategic and tactical decisions, enhancing the army's flexibility and responsiveness. 2. Enhanced tactical flexibility. By allowing for multiple centres of decision-making, the Prussian military could adapt more quickly to the realities of the battlefield. This flexibility was crucial in battles where rapid responses to enemy movements were essential. Polycentricism fostered a culture of innovation within the military ranks. Officers, given the freedom to experiment and adapt, could develop new tactics and strategies, contributing to the Prussian military's 
reputation for tactical innovation. 3. Increased morale and initiative. When officers and soldiers feel they have a say in decisions, it leads to increased morale and a sense of ownership. This was evident in the Prussian military, where troops were more motivated and committed to the mission. Polycentric structures cultivate initiative among the ranks. Soldiers and officers trained to act on their judgment are more likely to take proactive steps in critical situations. 4. Strategic resilience. A polycentric command structure means that the incapacitation of a single leader doesn't paralyse the army. Instead, leadership and decision-making capabilities are distributed, ensuring operational continuity. Multiple centres of power enable better management of crises, as decisions can be made locally and quickly, tailored to the specific challenges encountered on different parts of the battlefield. 5. Organisational learning and adaptability. A polycentric structure allows for learning from a wide range of experiences and perspectives. This diversity of thought and action can lead to more effective strategies and tactics over time. The ability to adapt to changing warfare technologies and strategies was the hallmark of the Prussian military. Polycentricism supported this adaptability by encouraging flexibility and innovation at all levels. Conclusion Polycentricism was a crucial element in the Prussian military, contributing significantly to its strategic success and resilience. By distributing authority and encouraging initiative and innovation at various levels, the Prussian military was able to adapt rapidly to changing battlefield conditions, capitalise on opportunities and cultivate a strong sense of responsibility and morale among its troops. This approach, balancing centralised strategic objectives with decentralised tactical execution, set the Prussian military apart in its era and became a model studied and emulated by modern military forces worldwide. Future. The rise of decentralised autonomous organisations operating on a Bitcoin standard heralds a potential new chapter in the annals of technological and societal evolution. This intertwining of robust blockchain technology with decentralised governance models offers a tantalising prospect about the future. Yet, as we stand at the cusp of this new era, it's imperative to assess how these structures might evolve, the challenges they might face, and what it all signifies for our collective future. The trajectory of Bitcoin-based DAOs in the coming decade will likely be shaped by both internal dynamics and external influences. Technical advancements As blockchain technology and the Bitcoin protocol itself undergo advancements, we can expect DAOs to integrate more sophisticated features, ranging from enhanced security measures to more complex smart contract capabilities. Diversification Initially seen primarily as financial tools, 
DAOs might diversify their spheres of influence. We could see Bitcoin-based DAOs pioneering endeavours in areas like social governance, environmental initiatives, and even digital art curation, integration with traditional systems. The next decade might witness a melding of traditional organisational structures with DAOs, leading to hybrid models that combine the best of both worlds. No technological evolution occurs in isolation, and Bitcoin-based DAOs are no exception. Centralised Digital Entities As the world becomes more digital, centralised digital entities backed by powerful corporations or governments could emerge as competitors, offering efficiency and scale, but potentially at the cost of decentralisation. Regulatory Hurdles Governments and regulatory bodies trying to reconcile the decentralised ethos of DAOs with the centralised nature of current systems might introduce regulations that could challenge the growth and operation of Bitcoin-based DAOs. The fusion of Bitcoin and DAOs is not just a technological marvel, it's a testament to the human spirit's yearning for decentralisation autonomy and genuine democratisation of power. As these structures evolve and face inevitable challenges, they embody a dream, a world where power structures are flattened, where every voice matters and where technology serves as an enabler rather than a denominator. However, like all dreams, the onus is on us, the dreamers, to navigate its realisation. As we stand on the brink of this decentralised future, it's our collective responsibility to steer it in a direction that truly benefits humanity at large. The next decade promises excitement, challenges and immense potential, and the fusion of Bitcoin and DAOs will undoubtedly be at its heart. Conclusion as we delve into the intricacies of Bitcoin-based decentralised autonomous organisations, it becomes evident that we are witnessing a transformative phase in the confluence of technology, finance, governance and societal structures. These decentralised entities, anchored by the unwavering security and transparency of Bitcoin's blockchain, present both immense promises and challenges. The decentralised nature of DAOs offers a tantalising glimpse into a future where power structures are more evenly distributed, where decision-making is democratised and where global cooperation might be achieved outside traditional hierarchies. Yet with this potential also comes hurdles, notably in the realms of regulation, inclusivity and the technical barriers that could inhibit widespread adoption. In reflecting on the horizon, one truth emerges clearly. The fusion of Bitcoin and DAOs. It's not just about creating new financial or governance models. It's a broader statement about humanity's quest for autonomy, fairness and innovation. The road ahead is undeniably complex, filled with both opportunities and obstacles. Yet, with careful navigation, collaboration and an unwavering commitment to collective benefit, this convergence of Bitcoin and DAOs
could very well shape a more inclusive, decentralised and equitable global landscape. That's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the novel from last time. Future episodes I had planned for more novels have been pushed back a little bit, as it really took it out of me. Turns out writing a novel, even on ChatGPT, is still energy draining, and the recording and editing seem to take even longer than the writing. But I have quite a few episodes coming out in the near future that's already been written and just need recording. And there's a lot of different and fun stuff coming your way. Next up is an episode on ETFs, and then we're back to more creative writing. <laughs>